Let's do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy Friday. Welcome in. Welcome in, TSE. Check it out. Got a whole new layout. Got a whole new layout going on here, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. Check all this stuff out. Like, got a little banner going on. And me and the Juice actually tried to record it. It was working, and everything was good. And then uh, it, my laptop died, so now I'm having to... Re like record the last half of it so you'll see that coming out soon hopefully but um yeah we're excited made the move no more zoom we're on the stream yard and uh i like it a lot I like it a lot it's a cool little mallard up here at the top as you see and today though i mean number one just check out these things look say happy friday like this is cool i'm nerding out on this stuff these are, this is definitely the best setup I've had as far as the video portion goes. I know that uh, Spotify listeners don't, you know, sorry, you're out of luck. Dude, check me out on YouTube. Check it out on both. Play the Spotify and then have the video on at the same time. Line it up perfectly. Put the video on mute unless you just want to hear my voice twice. And then uh, and then play the Spotify version as, as your background so you can see my beautiful face you can see the graphics that I'm talking about and you're supporting both platforms at the same time you really can't ask for a better deal than that so and Instagram same thing just go on Instagram but also have Spotify going in the background of my beautiful voice and then you get to see me at the same time so get me at the Instagram at, at the sports epiphany podcast um, and uh, yeah and the YouTube page, same same thing. Very easy to find. Same Spotify. Very easy to find me. Um, however, enough about me. Let's talk about these Dallas Stars. I'm um, getting a little bit more of the fever. Number one, the high, uh, NHL playoffs have been going off. Like I wasn't really invested because I was pretty upset that uh, Dallas was not in them. So I didn't get as involved early. But man, once it got into the, the quarterfinals and things like that, the semis, these matchups are awesome. <laughs> like, there wasn't just clean sweeps going on of teams that didn't really deserve to be there. Um, it is full go, and we got a game seven tonight against uh, the Islanders and Lightning. That turned into just a phenomenal series. I didn't think that the Islanders, I knew the Islanders were going to play well, but I thought the Lightning would get them in six. No sir, <laughs> overtime winner from the from the Isles, and we got a game seven tonight, man. This I, I love it, man. There's been a lot of game sevens. There's been a lot of overtime winners. Uh, the Habs just went to their first cup since '93 with an overtime winner last night. A lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Got me thinking. So there has been a little bit of ruckus going on with the Stars. I actually tried to do this segment, but it was just so out of sorts because. I didn't really know who's going to be available. I didn't know market values of anybody yet because no one really knew. Um, but now there's been more information out, so I, I'd like to give it another whirl and actually have this as the actual Let's Build a Contender Dallas Stars edition. So I'm excited. Hopefully you're excited. Let's hop into it. So first and foremost, a little house cleaning or housekeeping cleaning. 
I don't know. Um, housekeeping. Housekeeping? We uh, re-signed Blake Como, and uh, it was just a million-dollar deal. I want to say he was on for two and a half last year. A million dollars is like nothing. <laughs> like, that's an incredibly team-friendly deal. And his comments said he wants to be a part of a championship organization. He thinks this team uh, got, has got what it takes to get to the Cup and win it. Uh, they already been there once, and I think he knows that they just got a little unlucky this year, and they realized that Dobie can't be uh, an everyday starter. He had an awesome lightning-in-the-bottle run in the playoffs. Uh, goalies do that. Um, Carey Price is doing it right now. You know, I mean, Carey Price has by far a better re resume than Dobie does in his career, but I'm just saying during the season, Carey Price kind of, you know, but then... Right now, he lights out, dude. That's why they're in the cup. So, you know, that's what happens. Um, Islanders are experiencing the same thing. You know, goalie, net mining is important, right? And uh, we didn't get enough of it. We didn't get it consistently. Ottinger was a rookie, but he flashed greatness. Dobie was wildly inconsistent. Uh, it was never really just a normal game with him. It always seemed like it was either a Dobie game where he just shut him out or one goal was making incredible saves, or it was a... Um, just horrible, like, four-goal performance for the other side, and Dobie couldn't make a save save his life. So I think Como knows that. That's the overarching point. He knows that with a healthy Sagan, healthy Radulov, and fixing getting healthy Bishop, Ben Bishop, Ottinger being what he is, Jason Robertson taking the next step the next year, Rope Hintz taking another step uh, into maybe looking at a Hart Trophy, man. I seriously think he can be a Hart Trophy winner in his career. And um, that's the MVP for the NHL, for the, uh, for the uninitiated. And so I think Como sees the vision. I see the vision. And so we're going to get him there today with a couple of signings and what they currently have on the roster. Plus, there's some fun prospects that I think can come in and make an impact, like Robertson-esque rookie impacts next year as well. Um, not saying they're going to have the same breakout seasons because wow that was special that kid is special but ooh, some similar guys some some guys that i think can bust out and they can come in and they can contribute guys that were kind of up and down like delandria i think he can come in and be a contributor next year he was already looking pretty solid but he's a rookie most rookies have it inconsistently they don't just come in and be jason robertson most of them do not right Rhett gardner that was another signing uh, we went ahead and re-signed him. I believe he was a restricted free agent, but we went ahead and signed him to a two-year deal. Uh, he, said he has a 750000 cap hit. I mean, thanks. You know, <laughs> like, I will, we'll take that. I think Rhett Gardner has potential, too. He's a very large uh, forward and uh, fits the mold and fits that checking line, you know what I mean? Because uh, I think him and Como on a line together makes sense, same with, like, him into Landria, maybe Gardner can uh, center a line if you need him to, right? Like if Dickinson moves on via free agency, which I doubt, because um, we're probably going to give him an offer sheet. Maybe he goes to the Kraken. I'd really rather that be Doby. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but because I'll explain how all that works. But you know, I'm just trying to say, Red Gardner seemed like he showed a little something last year. But once again, he was a rookie. He was wildly inconsistent. We had to put him in the lineup just all the time because of the injuries and whatnot that we had. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 
th- that's what I'm getting at, is that I think those guys can take the next step next year and be contributors. We already got them on the roster. We don't need to go out and get these guys. Now, who isn't on the current active roster, guys like Ty Delandria. That's who I was just talking about, right? Also, Thomas Harley, defenseman. Basically, a lefty Klingberg. That's the way that he's described. He's very good offensively, um, and I actually have him pulled up as far as his numbers go. Just last year, we're talking about 38 games with the Texas Stars, 25 points. He's an offensive guy, right? Year before that, 59 games, 57 points. Like, that's elite-level offensive defenseman stuff. Like, that's great. So, 18 goals, 39 assists. Last year, 8 goals, 17 assists. I mean, it's like 20 less games, right? Um, so, what he didn't have like the overpowering, uh, you know, performance that he had in 2019, 2020 uh, in the OHL. And then, you know, sticking with the OHL. I, this was his first year in the AHL, so maybe he's just getting adjusted to how it, how it's played over here. But OHL, he just dominates, man. 68 games the year before, and he hit him with 58 points, right? I mean, he's a, he's a scorer. He scores points. And like I said, very similar to Klingberg, but a left shot. He's bigger, 6'3". Um, and the Stars have shown it time and time again. If you get scoring from the blue line, you're solid, bro. When Alexiak would score, when Klingberg would score, when Haskinen would score, when randomly... Joel Hanley or Sakura would score. You won the game, you know? That's big. I would really like to see him come in here and maybe challenge Joel Hanley in that spot or Sakura to come in and and be an offensive defenseman on the third pairing. I think that he can. Um, And I think with a full offseason, not having to worry about all this COVID stuff, I think that he'll come in and he'll be a contributor. I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, the, the the prospect of Thomas Harley being the future of him and Haskinen being what they are and Klingberg just continuing to be who he is because he's an elite offensive defenseman too. So it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Um, sticking with the defense and sticking with the blue liners. Speaking of Haskinen, got to get him re-signed. He's an unrestricted free agent. So we're going to have to get him signed. We can't just say... You know, hey, we're doing this thing. We got to sign them. I think a bridge deal is what's going to happen out of this. This is that's the rumblings I'm seeing. I tried to guess his market uh, last time I did this. I, I have a much better understanding of what's going on with the market right now, and I'm expecting a four-year deal at six million dollars AAV annual, um, yeah, annual average money. So. That seems pretty affordable for for a guy that does what he does. And the reason why I say six, I don't think he'll get top of the market. He had a he had a bumpy up and down year too. So I'd like to see more consistency from Haskinen. I think he's an incredibly talented player. I don't think I know he's incredibly talented. And when he's on, man, he's on. And he's so good defensively. He's so crafty. His stick checking is second to none. And man, when he's going offensively, he's going. He's shown that. He didn't show it as much last year. So I don't think he gets top of market as far as bridge deals go. But I think it's a mutually good contract because you'll have Hayes going to get on a bridge deal 
and that actually frees up the stars to do a little extra here in this offseason to get that cup window solidified. And it's good for Haskinen because I don't know if y'all have heard, but the NHL's doing jersey sponsorships, helmet sponsorships. That cap number is going to go up there. They've just signed this huge deal with ESPN to be more broadcast. You know what I mean? Like they're making moves to expand the brand and not just your local markets and things like that. Canada whoops us on the national scale as far as the markets go for NHL. They're trying to change that. They're making it more of a world brand, which is how it should be. Hockey's played all around the world. It's a huge sport, but not as popular in America because they don't market it right. Like People don't understand the game, right? They, they think that it's boring. And I'm telling you, if people got in and learned the sport and you educated them from a young age and got them involved and showed how exciting and fast-paced and skillful these guys are and how close the games are and the crazy saves and fights and hits and all this stuff, it's the best sport to watch. It's the best sport to watch. It's even it's my favorite sport to watch, even 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 over football. It's very, very, very close. But hockey is my favorite sport to watch. And the reason why is because of all the things I just I just listed. I don't think enough people had the exposure or they don't care to or I don't know. But I'm hoping that changes. Anyway, the salary cap numbers are gonna go up. That's the thought process. You get the jersey sponsorships, helmet sponsorships, big T V money and uh, you just keep going up. So Miro will probably want to chill for those four years, get a nice pay, you know what I mean, and then really cash in uh, when the when the TV deals happen, get that like 10-year deal or whatever he's, he's looking for. So mutually great contract there. Four years, $6 million uh, annual, and uh, less party, right? Now, in that same pairing, you need Jamie Alexiak back too. It's another free agent. We need it, right? Um, and I can't remember if uh, Miro's restricted. I think Miro might be restricted. And then Jamie's the unrestricted. I can't remember either way. Both of them need to be uh, extended slash re-signed. So um, as far as Alexiak goes, I would say I, I've seen the number $4 million thrown out there. I think he gets more than that. He does a lot more for your team kills penalties he's you can't <laughs> his attribute of size can't be coached can't be taught can't be duplicated uh you can't quantify it with anything on your current roster or going out and getting it his size is crazy unique and that that matters right like he's not just a big dude he's super nimble he has nice hands like He's got the slick mitts in front of net even sometimes, man. Like, and he he can glide through traffic. I saw, I see, I've seen him go from our side 200 feet all the way over and tuck away uh, on the on the goalkeeper. And this wasn't like a power play or anything. He just straight up just skated through everybody because I think everybody just got caught off guard. They were like, "What? What? 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 Alexiak is good. All right, when's he gonna pass it? Oh, he's passed me. Oh, he's at the net." And the goalie's even like, is he about to shoot? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, yeah, he can sneak up on you and be offensive. Um, so, and that's another big value, right? I, mean, I just talked about it. If you can get, get that, the goals from the blue liners are essential. And they have been for years for the Stars. So, 
keep that train going, get him back in here. You need him. I think he wants to be here too. He's played the best hockey of his career ever since this. Uh, he's been paired up with Haskinen. I think they work extremely well together. He needs to be back here. I would expect maybe very similar in years, maybe like a three, four-year deal uh, with, with uh, that same theme of Miro in mind. I'd say I've seen $4 million thrown out there a year. I would say more in the five, like I was saying earlier, too, because he does so much more. So four years, $5 million, that's solid, right? And uh, what we're looking at as far as cap goes, right now we got 16-ish mil available, and that's after the Como and Gardner signings. So now I just knocked off another 10 mil off of that, so we're looking at you know about six million. However, you can add three point three to that six uh, because when you get rid of Doby, I was talking about him earlier. Got to get rid of Doby, and you get three point three freed up when he gets moved on. So that's either via expansion draft for the Kraken or trade. So, got to find a way to get get him out of town because uh, Bishop being back will be your number one. That's just is what it is. A healthy Bishop, you want him to be your number one goaltender. That's just how it is. Jake Ottinger is one A and one B. I mean, that's what it is. He's he's your one B, and maybe eventually he'll take over the one A. I don't know, but that's a pairing that makes sense. They're both big. They're both athletic. They pretty similar as far as play style goes um so healthy bishop and then ottinger in his second year there's no room for doby especially at a 3.3 million hit when you need the money right you need money freed up so let's get him right let's get him there so you get 9.3 right there now yoel kiviranta i expect to get signed for about about 900000 right? That's what I think his cap number will be. Probably a couple-year deal and the annual average about nine hundred grand. So now you got 8.4 to mess with, right? You've already got Gardner signed. Um, any other unrestricted or anything like that that I'm missing? Let me just see here just to make sure before I get into the free agents that I want and how much that's going to cost us. I need to make sure that uh, I got all of our free agents put to bed you know, I bet, I bet, I bet there'll be a qualifying offer for Dickinson. And I would expect that to be about, eh, 1.5, 1.5. That seem, that seem fair? Let's take off another 1.5 off that. So we're at 6.9. Nice. And so 6.9 mil, let's call it 7. Because there's probably you probably could make some numbers work here and there, hundred hundred grand give or take, right? So let's say seven, just to make it easy for math. So we get in, get get our guys re-signed. Um, we're all good on that. Nobody else I, I want slash need to bring back. Dowling played nice. That's great. We need Kiwi. That's really who we need um, out of out of those. Jason Dickinson, you probably want to go ahead and get a get a qualifying offer out there, and uh, and get him back. 
don't need Sammy Votnin. I thought that he'd make a little bit more impact. He did not. Um, Alexiak's needing to be back. Steven Johns is retired. Um, don't need Cogliano back. And uh, Miro Haskinen was restricted, so I, I, I had that right. And so everybody else, Pesic, don't need him. Um, Kamano probably won't be on the active roster, so I'm not going to put in his number right now. Um, but it'll be cheap, right? If you bring him up, won't won't really matter. Uh, same thing with guys like Landon Bow and Julius Honka probably won't be back. Taylor Fordun, I wouldn't expect to come back either. They'll they'll find a replacement for him. That's where I was talking about with like Thomas Harley and all that. Uh, we already got Joel Hanley to to be that guy. So, you know, as far as the the our free agents go. We're good. So let's move on. I want to go to forwards because that's where all the money's going to be spent. I'm on Spotrack right now. I want to see unrestricted forward free agents. And then we're gonna we're gonna see what we got here. Obviously we're not getting uh <laughs> first one that pops up, Alex Ovechkin. That will not be happening. So just go ahead and get rid of that dream just in case y'all are wondering. And uh, so we're gonna move on from that. Um, but as far as everybody else goes, there's actually some really, really nice players that we can bring in. And I actually have the math that says we can bring in two forwards that are gonna come in, and then I'll give you what the lines will look like right after that. So number one, and I think this is the best, the best case scenario deal, Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman is already interested in coming here i put out an article uh, on facebook or not facebook instagram that i found and uh just a little post about he is they are mutually interested he is wanting to come home he's from this area and he doesn't make a whole lot of money you can get him in here i mean his last year made 1.8 he's 29 it's gonna be 30 i don't expect a very heavy Blake Coleman market out there. I think you can get away with getting him here for $2 million AAV. So take that off your seven, you got five left. So you're getting Blake Coleman here, and Blake Coleman is a perennial 30-point player. He can step right in on your third line. He can man a line with maybe Giryanov, um, Kiviranta, Delandria, whatever, right? And that's a pretty awesome third line center because how your centers are gonna go? You gotta have Rope. You can keep Jamie Ben at a uh, at a center because that's just how it is. And you can even flip those two. But Jamie Ben at center, he's proven after this year, he's a center for the rest of his life. Um, but uh, and then your third, Blake Coleman. Your fourth, Radic Foxa. So. I expect them to move off of Dickinson's. Dickinson or Foxa will be gone. I don't think that both of them come back. Because I think they want to get Blake Coleman, someone like that, give you more offense. Because if you just bring back the same team, you're going to have the same issues. And I, I don't think the Stars, I think the Stars are run better than that. That's number one. I know I talked about getting the qualifying offer for, uh, for Dickinson. Maybe you do keep Dickinson. But you'll get rid of Fox at that point. So this is how we make all of this work as far as getting these forwards signed. So yes, I gave you what a two million dollar or one point five 
for uh, for Dickinson, and I would say, eh, yeah, it was 1.5. So that's what I'm guessing. You would get that back if you moved off of him. Now, if you moved off of Foxa, that would have to be via trade. I don't think he can be picked up in the exp expansion, though he might, and I don't know if they'll protect him in the expansion, or they might, but that's a 3.25. Do I think they would move on from him one year removed from signing him to a five-year extension? Probably not. I don't know what his market is as far as trade-wise, who's looking for erotic Foxa. He's a fourth-line center. I mean, that is what he, he is what he is. He's an incredible penalty killer. There's no doubt about that. Um, and Jason Dickinson's really good at killing penalties too, but I would keep Fox over Dickinson probably 10 times out of 10. So let's say you move on from Dickinson. So then get to add that 1.5 back because you're replacing him with Coleman. So now let's add that 1.5. You got 6.4 now, or 6.5 if we round it up. So six and a half left you can actually go to one of these higher end free agents like a Gabriel Landeskog I talked about that already Gabriel Landeskog would just be an amazing forward for this team he's a perfect fit he's a big dude plays a great two way game man he just puts pucks in the net he just had another 20 goal season. He made he made five and a half last year. I would expect that number to go up, right? You got six and a half. Use all of it. <laughs> Use all of it. You get a 28 year old, about to be 29, goal scoring machine, right? And you have just enough money to do it, hopefully, right? That's my that's my pipe dream. Now, what I really Thinks more realistic, and I think might actually happen. If it doesn't, I will be very, very excited. Y'all ever hear of a guy, Mike Hoffman? He is a. Uh... Oh, there, I'm back. Um, he is a, uh, a St. Louis Blues. He will be unrestricted. He's a Cup winner. Um, he's played the Stars quite a few times, and uh, he just came off of another nice season. 36 points, and he only made 4 mil last year. I wouldn't expect it to go much higher. Like I think that all the guys are going to get signed, and he's going to be kind of a forgotten guy. He's 31, right? So he's a little older. There won't be like this huge market, but he scores points. Like I just had him pulled up, but I'll pull him up real quick just so you know we can we can figure that part out. For, uh, for Mike Hoffman, so you'll kind of get what I'm talking about for him. But if I just pull up hockey reference, I can tell you how he's been looking these past uh, past years. So, yes, and he's not like a journeyman. Played with Ottawa for several, several years. Played with Florida for a few years, and then he went to St. Louis for one year. Like, you know, but he's not, not like a crazy journeyman or something like that. He's in Ottawa for a billion years. And when he was in Ottawa... One season, he scored 70 points, right? He scored 36 goals. That was the last full season he played. In his last full season that he played, he had 70 points, 36 goals, 34 assists. Incredible. In Florida, 
he went, oh, excuse me, that was in Florida. Florida the next year, um, he went 59 points, 29 goals, 30 assists, and then in a 52-game shortened season, 36 points, 17 goals, 19 assists. You get to add him into there, put him on a line with Coleman, right, that third line, because how your lines should look, and I'll do this at the end, but that, that should put Mike Hoffman very firmly into your third line, right? Because I've already got the rest of them figured out, or maybe maybe he sneaks up to your second line, but I think that he fits really well in the third line. That's just who he is, right? Another two-way guy, um, another just very skilled left shot, and I, I think that you're adding those two. I think you can get them for about $5 million. So if you get them at 5 mil AV, maybe even 4 mil. That's what he made last year. I mean, I don't think the market's going to be huge for Mike Hoffman, and that can be the sneaky signing that gets you over the top. You still got 1.4 left over at the end of the day. So if you wanted to keep Jason Dickinson, um, you could keep him, and you'd basically be at the top of your, uh, of, of your salary cap there. So that's where we're at with that. I think they'd probably want to keep a little bit free to uh, you know, bring people up and down. But you can do that without being too much over. There's ways to do it. Um, I'll let them figure that part out. But as far as maxing out your cap, this is a way to go for it. You got to. This is where the stars are. They, they are in prime position to come back healthy, add two players like Coleman and uh, Mike Hoffman. There's all your secondary scoring. You, you, you've been missing that. You've been missing the secondary scoring. You can get Rope and Robertson, Pavelski. You can get all of them to score. Sagan will come in and he'll score, right? Jamie Ben will, will score a little bit. Uh, Radulov's going to score. Past your top six, where's it coming from, you know? Where's it coming from? Fox is going to score for you? No. Dickinson's going to score for you? No. Yoel is going to score for you? I mean, he did. He had a hat trick in the playoffs, but... He hadn't done much goal scoring since. He's a good player. I want him back. I think he'll take the next step. I think he can be, he can be that guy. He's a very good two way player. Um, but you know, that's that's where we're at with with secondary scoring. Now, your third line is Blake Coleman, Mike Hoffman, Dennis Garyanov. That's some secondary scoring. So, to summarize, what our lines would look like now. Top line, you got Rope, you got uh, Robertson, you got Pavelski. Saw what that line did last year. No reason why that's not your first line. Second line, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov. Seemed pretty nice. Third line, Blake Coleman, Mike Hoffman, Dennis Garyanov. Oof. Fourth line, you going to go Foxa. Como and Yoel Kibiranta. Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. And uh, yeah, I didn't even think about this, but that 750 for Rhett Gardner wouldn't even be included with this one because he wouldn't be active. So uh, so yeah, so you get another another quarter, three quarters of a mil to play with there to uh, mess around with up and down things. So you would have a little bit of a buff even if you kept. Dickinson there, but Dickinson wouldn't be an everyday player, and that's why they'd probably try to move him, or the Kraken would pick him up, right? So how that looks as far as 
goal scoring, tremendous. Men Foxa has no pressure for secondary scoring. Like they were looking to him like he was going to be some, you know, magical goal scorer all of a sudden. No, that's not who he is. It's not who he is. So you take all that off, and now you've inserted a third line that that's all they do is score, right? Blake Coleman scores. Dennis Guirano scores. Mike Hoffman scores. Score, 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 score. So now you have like a top nine that scores rather than a top six, and that's what it takes to get over the edge and get get in and win the Stanley Cup. As far as defensive pairings go, pretty straightforward. Kling and Lindell, those are here. Uh, Miro and Jamie, those are here. And then what I'd like to see is, like I talked about earlier, maybe Thomas Harley is able to come up there and, and challenge uh, Joel Hanley or Sekera, either one, whoever's worse, <laughs> right? And uh, he can come in there and show what he's been showing over in the OHL and all of that because dude is a freak offensively. And if he's if he's right, if he's made the improvements that they say that they want him to and that he's kind of showing, that's a scary, scary six defenders. If your bottom three or your, your bottom pairing is uh, Thomas Harley being a left-handed Klingberg, and Sekera, I think you'll be doing pretty solid for yourself. Uh, so, and then as far as goalies go, obviously Ben Bishop and Jake Ottinger are your goalies, and that'll be that. So, another name to watch. Not really a part of this, but another name picking up steam. Uh, Riley Damiani. Damiani. I mean, I'm sure I'll figure out how to say his name eventually, but this guy is dominating. AHL and OHL play. Uh, he is in our system, obviously. That's why I bring him up. But for the Kitchener, Kitchener, is that a does that sound right? OHL. We're talking about Canada, guys. I don't know. Um, Kitchener, Rangers, OHL in 28, uh, 2019, uh, He was named captain. Uh, and if I wanted to go back even to 2018, he was assistant captain. 58 games, 30 goals, 55 assists for a total of 85 points in 58 games. What? And then in 2019, last year, uh, or the year, year, you know, not this not this year, last year, <laughs> um, 61 games, 28 goals, 50 assists, 78 points. I mean, those two right there, I mean, that's dominating. Then his first year in AHL comes in, 36 games, 36 points, 11 goals, 25 assists. This dude looks like the real deal, man. And even more ridiculous, he had a plus 21 uh, last year in the OHL, plus minus of 21, plus 21. That's Jason Robertson-esque. So watch out for that name because you can just insert him somewhere in the lineup. Like maybe maybe he's taking Keevy's spot. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Like, he may not have a spot on the roster if uh, this guy comes in and starts start scoring, right? We're going to have a very crowded forward room, which would be a very good problem to have if this guy starts popping off. So he's only 19. I mean, or he, excuse me, he is 21. So the sky's the limit for him. Harley is only 19 years old. I mean, we got some young studs coming through the, the, the system, and Jason Robertson was just one of them. <laughs> so pretty excited about the future for the stars so 
that is all the time we had. I just wanted to get that out there, see uh, see what we're looking like as far as building up a contender for these stars. So so we uh, just thank you for, for stopping by. I mean, like I said, that's all the time we have. And um, God bless you as always. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Love you. Have a good one.